You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Evolving Truths Podcast. My name is Alexis Ray, and with me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hi, Mom. Hi, Alexis. How are you today? It's been a good morning. I've had a couple of meetings back to back. I got a good night of sleep last night. I'm doing pretty good. Always a good thing. Yeah, I feel like I've learned how to look at my life on a macro level versus micro, right? Like hour by hour for me is micro and adjusting to my day-to-day of how I'm going to feel or not feel has become a skill that I've had to develop. But when I take a step back and look at everything on a macro level, damn, life is good. I'm happy to be alive. I'm grateful to be here. Today's a good day, which is on a micro level as far as how I'm feeling. So yeah, all is good. Tell me about you. I'm grateful you're alive too. My life I mean, would be and I, very I'm saying different that, if you weren't. Yeah. Well, duh. <laughs> you wouldn't be on Zoom right now. That's for sure. But um, I say that too because, you know, the car accident was more scary than dangerous. I've said that several times. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but it could have gone very different. We could have been on the riverside or it could have, you know, I, I truly give thanks to be alive pretty much every day. Gratitude is an important practice. It is nice when things are going well or you feel like you're in a good flow. I would say I'm doing well. Also, I had a cool experience yesterday. I am currently dog sitting the sweetest doodle. Yesterday morning, we went for a walk real quick. We were just doing a quick jump around the block. And one of the streets that we walked on, it's a busy street with lots of traffic. And that time of morning, there's tons of traffic on it. On the corner where we were, it's condos and their landscape is just a bunch of rocks and then some big trees. There's really not flowers. There isn't anything around there. And she kind of stopped for a minute to sniff or do whatever it is that dogs do. And I thought I heard a little like humming and I was like, that's interesting. And so I started looking, there was a hummingbird and there was a hummingbird, like it was flying around this tree again, not flowers in this space, not grass, super busy road. And this, I was going to say little tiny hummingbird, hummingbirds are tiny. It was green and it did it, it feel like, like Grandma Mickey? Yeah. Like it was just kind of flying around this tree and I saw it and so stopped. And in my head, of course, because these days with our phones, we're always like, oh my God, I could take a picture. I should try and take a picture. And then I just paused and was like, no, just be here in this moment. It continued to flit around and then actually flew a little bit closer to me. Like I would say it came only a couple of feet from me and like flitted there for a little bit and then off it went. And yeah, it definitely made me think of Grandma Mickey because she loved hummingbirds. Like I would always send her 
hummingbird calendars or cards and things like that. And so that was just a really sweet way to start yesterday and definitely carrying that with me right now. You just gave me goosebumps for the second time today. So (laughs) that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad you got to have that moment. It was very cool. Grateful for that. Things come to us in spaces and ways sometimes we don't expect. And when we take that moment to pause and when we're open to them and just being in them, interesting that I had to remind myself that, no, you don't need to try and get your phone out and take a picture because then it probably would have totally flitted off while I was trying to do that. I wouldn't have gotten the picture anyway, and I would have missed the last part of that experience. So good reminder for many things. Oh, so good. Picking up where we left off from last week, how we keep going during times of adversity. We've come up with these keep going principles. Last week, we talked about creating a plan, pacing ourselves within that plan, and making sure that you integrate rest and the importance of it as a part of your keep going principles. And today, we're going to be talking about the last three principles how we can adapt that plan, the personal responsibility, like our personal responsibility towards it, and then directional surrender. I think adapting the plan could be a good place for us to start. Totally. When it comes to adapting your plan, the best way that I can think about it is when we're driving in our car, we have GPS going, and you miss your turn. Siri or Google Maps or whatever tells you to turn left. You didn't miss it because you're singing Spice Girls along the way or whatever. So you did miss it because you were singing Spice Girls. Ooh, how about TLC? Oh, give it to me. Sexy. I love that for us. (laughs) Yeah, so you miss your turn or a roadblock happens, an accident literally happens right in front of you and the road shuts down. So what do you have to do? You reroute. Thankfully, you have GPS in the car and it tells you how to keep getting to your destination. But when we're talking about adapting our plan, that's basically the framework that has worked for me in life is to realize that there is more than one way to reach your goal, destination, desired outcome. And any obstacle that pops up, because it is going to be inevitable, something is going to happen it will create an opportunity that pushes you to have to reroute your plan. I like thinking about it as creating an opportunity. Oftentimes when we are working on something and we have a plan and then we get veered off, as you're saying, with using this example of driving to get somewhere, then we might start to just... Be like, oh, it's, you know, we get frustrated or we're like, it's not working like, you know, I wanted it to, or why do I have to deal with this? And instead looking at it as an opportunity to adjust, to utilize our skills and grow our skills and adaptability and know that our goal doesn't have to change. Just what it looks like getting there might change a little bit. Thank you for that perspective. My pleasure. I have been using that and bringing it into my own life because it's never going to go the way that we think it's going to go. Actually, the other thing, as you were talking about other variables outside of us that deter our path, the other thing that I was thinking, as you said, that is 
maybe the result isn't coming to us as quickly as we want it to, or we're not seeing the progress that we thought we would be seeing in two weeks. And I think that's another chance to check in with your plan and with your driving route because there's speed limits on the road. And you could maybe think about your progress as your speed limit, but everything is going to take longer than you expect. That's just, in my opinion, straight up truth. Like we have become this instant gratification type of world, 30 second videos on social media, you know, everyone's scrolling, getting the information so quickly that we forget when you're actually putting something in life into motion. Girl, that takes time. That takes effort. That takes consistency. That takes pliability. That takes everything that we're talking about in these keep going principles And it's going to take longer than you want it to. That definitely can be true. And then at times when it happens right in the plan space we are, it happens quicker. We're like, hey, this is sweet. You talking about detours, roadblocks. Years ago, my friend Dorsey faced major life change with her husband getting sick at a really young age and then losing him and having three kids and trying to figure out what's next. She was able to purchase a house that had a rental. And she's like, I need something to call my business. So at the time we were coming up with all these fun ideas. And then one day she texts and she's like, I got it. She ended up naming her business for her rentals. Detours happen. Oh, I love that. I think this could go into directional surrender with her just owning and accepting, no, this, this isn't what I thought my life was going to be right now. Isn't what I planned, but it is. And so now how do I surrender to that? How do I still show gratitude for that, embrace that and still keep myself moving forward? Yes. And directional surrender is so powerful because it is relinquishing control of the process but pointing yourself in the direction of your desired outcome and just committing to doing things that you know or believe will move you towards that outcome. And I think we talked about that in the last episode when we were talking about our plan. Remind me if I shared the experience already of when I was getting ready to move to I'm I'm sorry, I got a little chuckle here. You know, my conversations with you are important and I love them, but to think that I'm going to necessarily remember something that we discussed a week ago, but go ahead, throw it out there. Let's see what happens. That's fair. Good point. Okay. So we'll just say it's a clean slate. My experience with directional surrender was most rapidly demonstrated during my time of preparing and figuring out how to move to Arizona. Mm -hmm. That was what really gave me the concept of directional surrender is because I knew what my goal was. My goal was to get from Colorado to Arizona. And I said at the very beginning that I had no clue how I was going to do it, but I knew that I wanted to have it done by the end of 2022. I didn't say when, I didn't say how, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but it was going to happen in that year. And then all I did was organize myself into a way that I was going to do one thing every single day that I thought was going to move me closer to that goal. Those things broke down for me as a job, 
and housing. I knew that I would need those two things before I got out here. So I dusted off my resume. That took a couple of days. I reached out to people within my network. That took a couple of days. Then I started applying and I would just apply to one job a day. Once I started applying to jobs, I was like, okay, great. The next thing I know I need is housing. Awesome. Let me look at the market for rentals. Do I want to live alone? Do I want to live with somebody? Let me make that decision based on what I think my income could be. Awesome. I know I want to go the roommate route. Sweet. How do I find that? And so it was just moving all of these pieces together. Again, it wasn't because I knew how I was going to do it, but I was just pushing myself in that general direction directional surrender. You're letting go of the how, you're letting go of the when. All you know is that you're taking action, you're creating momentum towards this direction. Doing one thing every day to move yourself towards your goal. That was a really good point and reminder. You wanted to make this move out of state. That can seem overwhelming. Finding a job, that itself as a step can be overwhelming. Finding housing can be overwhelming. So I appreciate how you said, I knew these were the things I was going to need to do. And in essence, broke it down to getting these things done and did that one thing every day. If we have other things that we enjoy doing, watching a TV show, me playing my match 3D game, reading a book, like... If I can invest, let's say, 15 minutes playing my Match 3D game a day, then can I invest 15 minutes doing something that's going to help move me in the direction that I want to go? The important piece that I'm taking from this is when we say directional surrender, it doesn't mean that, okay, I've put it into the universe that this is what I'd like to do. I've, I've got a plan. I've like been adapting my plan and, and now I'm just going to leave it alone because I've put it there. We still have to do some things that help move us in that direction and then surrendering to what happens as it starts to head us in that direction is important. There were days in that time that I did nothing, Mm -hmm. but I was committed to doing one thing a day, more days out of the week then I was going to let myself Mm. not work on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. And I have one more piece on this. You have to block out the noise of other people who are going to doubt you, who are going to be concerned for you. In my experience, most of the time that I've gotten feedback from people when they're like, hey, are you really sure about this? It's because they're scared for me. And I can recognize that. I can appreciate that. It's not that they don't think I can do it. It's like, oh, what happens if this doesn't pay out and I'm concerned about your outcome? I get that. But if you're going to point yourself in a direction, you have to know that you are pointing yourself in that direction. When I told people I was ready to move out of state to a place that I knew absolutely no one, they're like, you know, absolutely no one. You're crazy. (laughs) And eventually my response became, yeah, but I will continue to not know anyone there if I don't get myself there. Right, right. So in your directional surrender process, either know how or what you're going to respond to keep yourself insulated to the people that lovingly care about your outcome, or just don't tell them. 
And the don't <laughs> tell them has been something that I have practiced more since last summer. When I got laid off, I started making all these business decisions. I started investing in JNN. I started investing in my development again. I stopped telling people what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Except me. Yeah. You knew all of it. Choosing to share it in spaces where you know it is a safe space and they're going to be supportive of your decision is important. I appreciate you bringing that point in. What really started this discussion last week was you talking about getting ready to start that new job. You knew that your schedule for the next few weeks to who knows, maybe months is going to be really busy. Our discussion started with how do we adjust ourselves and continue to care for ourselves and do those things that feed us when we're faced with that. This example of getting yourself to Arizona. I love the simplicity of doing one thing every day to move me towards my goal. It makes me think about the fact that I'm now a person who flosses. And while in the beginning, I didn't do it every single day, I was committed to doing it more days than not. I'm grateful for the positive impact that you have experienced in your life because of things that we've talked about. And you mentioning flossing really takes me to our final point of our keep going principles, personal responsibility. Personal responsibility is your commitment to yourself that you will do what it takes to create this outcome that you want in your life because no one is going to do it for you. Putting it into the universe, writing it in your journal does not just magically make these things happen. You have to take personal responsibility for the outcome that you want to create in your life. The end of our podcast, every single episode, Life is Beautiful and You Create the Magic, is because you freaking create the magic in your life, man. You are the one responsible for the outcomes that you get. I'm getting very passionate about this. I do want to take a step back though, because personal responsibility is something that takes work. In season one, you and I focused so much on the small things. And I think that's where personal responsibility starts. If you wake up today and you tell yourself, I want to drink more water today, it is your personal responsibility to yourself to hold yourself accountable to drink water that day. When we talked about this, we really worked on being able to move past or forgive ourselves for all of the times in the past that we feel like we have let ourselves down. Forgive it. Let it go. If you're mad at yourself for not reading the books on your nightstand every night you go to sleep, then move those books off your nightstand because it's a clean slate. And every single day you wake up, you get to choose what you hold yourself accountable to. And then be okay with yourself on the days that you don't choose that. And tied with this, I think is the importance of not making excuses and not blaming others. That to me goes with personal responsibility of being willing to look at decisions I've made and the consequences of those decisions. This is where I am and not pointing a finger at someone else, but really being able to look in the mirror and go, okay, Shan, 
where are we at? One thing that I want to point out with this personal responsibility that I've lately been noticing with you and is something that I would like to do a better job of implementing in my own life. You and I often touch base throughout the day and we discuss like, what's your schedule today? What do you have going on? You say, I have these appointments and sometimes there are appointments where you're expecting to have someone show up on Zoom. You've blocked out that time whether it's 30 minutes or two hours. And then if they don't show up, instead of just going, sweet, I'm gifted time. Now I'm going to sit and watch a show or I'm going to play my match 3D game. That's me, not you. That was time you had blocked in in your schedule for work. And you simply use that time for other work. How often when we are gifted time, do we instead play around go do something different. And I'm not saying it always has to be like that. But again, I just think that's a really good example of if in my day, I had this time set aside to do this, that's moving me forward. While this thing that was planned maybe isn't going to happen now, is there something else that I can do that fits with that or still keeps me moving forward? You've modeled that behavior so well. And that's definitely something I want to look at implementing in my own life. Thanks, mom. That's really nice feedback. My goal is to live by the things that we have been talking about in this podcast for the past year. Talking about adapting our plan, I can't give you any other best example than the fact that I thought I was flying high in life on September 12th, 2022. My world was full steam ahead, all of the momentum I could ask for. And I woke up on September 13th with a chain of migraines that has now resulted in a complete redirection in my life. And I spent the first probably eight weeks waiting for my symptoms to go away. Like I was waiting for things to go back to the way that they were. And then I realized And I started having conversations with you. My dad very heavily started having conversations with my therapist because I was really struggling mentally and emotionally to cope. I realized that, hey, this isn't going away. So I need to figure out how to keep going with the hand that I have now been dealt. And here we are 10 months later, I'm still managing on a day-to-day basis I appreciate you saying that I have modeled this because that is my goal. And hearing that feedback lets me know that I'm living my life the way that I've told myself I want to live. And I greatly, greatly do appreciate that feedback. I love getting to see you do it and the results of you doing it. And like I said, that's why it's something I'd like to start to work on more in my life and with what I do. Here's a question for you. Out of the six keep going principles that we've talked about, plan, rest, pacing yourself, adapting your plan, directional surrender, and personal responsibility. What one would you say is your strongest and what one would you say is your greatest opportunity to improve? I'm pretty good about being able to create a plan and adapting that plan. There's two I'd really like to improve on. 
they kind of go together and it's directional surrender and personal responsibility. And the personal responsibility, not from a space of like blaming others or making excuses for things, but more personal responsibility about how it is that I'm investing my time throughout the day. And then directional surrender, knowing that if I am consistently engaging in one thing a day to move me in the direction I'd like to go, that that's going to pay off. How about you? Without a doubt, pacing myself and rest are my two greatest opportunities to improve. And I say that even now when I think I've gotten to a pretty good point of restful rest and pacing myself because of my symptoms, but because it's been something that I haven't always been great at in my life, I know with intentionality that going forward, those have to be at the top of my list. And they're at the top of my list out of a health necessity as well. They are my new priority because they have to be. I love what you just said about the directional surrender and knowing that the small actions you're taking today are going to pay off because that is the epitome of the keep going principles. We are doing things on a regular, consistent, bite-sized basis to move us towards that light at the end of the tunnel. But when you're starting, there is no light. (laughs) There is not even a speck. And I just shared with you, was it last week or the beginning of this week? I felt like I just now am seeing maybe a dot of white at the end of my current directional surrender. But for the past 10 months, I have been operating in complete blackout. We are doing things right now that we know are going to take us to where we want and what we want. That unwavering, relentless belief in yourself and trusting that the actions that you are choosing for yourself are for a reason and because you know that it is right for you. Man, that was great, mom. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. And I think this is a great question for the fam bam and to end our discussion on. When you think of these six points, what are you really good at? And which one or two of these provide you with the most opportunity for growth? Tell us what your plan is. Tell us what you are directionally surrendering towards and what actions you want to take on a regular, consistent basis that are going to get you there. Oof, we would love to help hold you accountable to that. We actually host in an accountability group. We could talk about that a whole other time, but I guess that would be another piece is accountability, holding yourself accountable and then creating a community and a network of people around you to help hold you accountable as well. That's been a great group. Our ACM, Action Creates Momentum group that we have formed and participate in. And we're looking forward to some future offerings with it and growing it and helping more to be able to get what it is that they want out of life to evolve in their truth. Oh, girl, stop it. One other super cool thing about today's episode. I don't think you know this mom. So let me just throw this at you. This episode is airing the week of our Evolving Truths one year 
birthday, anniversary, whatever you want to call it. Oh, that's fun. One year ago, our first episodes aired. And here we are one year later recording this, producing this, publishing this. I think completely because of the keep going principles. <laughs> Truth. And holding one another accountable. Mostly you holding me accountable in the beginning, but now it seems to be a shared experience. Totally. And because of all of you. Thank you for being here. It's our freaking pleasure, man. I hope that you love this as much as I love passionately talking with you and creating these conversations and opening up spaces to be vulnerable and to share. Like, wow, mom. Wow. We are here. It's been a hell of a year. Take a second and just admire where you've come from and point yourself in your next direction. In addition to this episode being our one year, are we calling it an anniversary or a birthday? Mm -hmm. I like anniversary. Okay. Celebration. Love it. Our one year celebration. It is also our season three finale, which simply means we're going to take a few weeks off. We'll be back in a couple weeks for season four. Oh, and don't forget to like the show, share the show, review the show on whatever platform you are listening to. If you follow the show, you will be notified when season four drops. So make sure you follow the show so you don't miss anything that's coming up. I already know mom and I are your cup of tea because you are our fam bam and we are each other's people. We look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Until then, please remember, life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.